to the playoffs. Third down and three. Jackson has all day. Looking deep for Hollywood Brown again. And welcome back to a, another episode, another edition of Sports Chat with yours truly, DJ. I hope you guys are actually having a great day. And I just want to first and foremost give a thank you, a big thank you for you all that have thus far downloaded some of the episodes. I'm looking right now on uh, Buzzsprout is my new hosting site. So I'm looking right now and I see the past couple episodes about nine people have downloaded. I mean, yeah, it's not a whole slew, but I don't care. It's more than the big fat zero. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, thank you all for joining me on yet another episode of Sports Chat. Um, let me just situate my chair here because you know you have to be comfortable while you're doing these podcasts. You got to make sure that everything is set up right. But anyway, um, I hope you all are having a great day. Uh, I'm actually having a really good day. I got I had today off. I actually. Um was well I didn't take it off but I was offered uh to have the day off and of course knowing me I'm going to take them up on the offer so I actually have five straight days off um and I'm just looking to continue to try to uh give you more content and you know I hope that you guys like this episode I'm sorry I'm trying to take my time and breathing no I don't have no COVID-19 or nothing like that but um, I'm just trying to take my time I don't know why I feel like I'm running out of breath and talking that's weird but anyway um, once again thank you all for joining me on this 48th episode and this is actually going to be the final um, episode far as regarding the Ravens draft so, in the past couple episodes, actually episodes number 45, 46, and 47, I went over, of course, the uh, first round draft picked in Patrick Queen, uh, then followed by J.K. Dobbins in the second round. And in the third round, you have Justin Matabuke, uh, Devin DuVernay, Malik Harrison, and Tyre Phillips. And today I'm going to be going over rounds four through seven, which is the remainder of the draft. Uh, we picked up guard Ben Bredesen, then followed by in the fifth round, defensive lineman Broderick Washington. In the sixth round, wide receiver James Prochet, I think his name is. In the seventh round, we picked up Geno Smith. So let's just start this thing off like we usually do. So I went and I started off with guard 
uh, Ben Bredesen. He's 6'5", 315 pounds. Uh, he's from Wisconsin, actually. Uh, he went to school in Michigan. We know the connection there between Harbaugh and his brother, uh, Jim Harbaugh. So that's kind of not a surprise that he picked up someone from his squad. But as I was watching his tape and actually at the end of this episode or when you look at this, I'm sorry, when you listen to this episode in the description box, I post all of the sources where you can go and watch the tape yourself. But as I was watching the tape, I wrote down some notes on him and um, thus far I wrote down that he's a good pass blocker. He's a great, he has great sound technique. He's good with his hands. He can be a decent backup. His strength to me didn't seem as great. Um, It seemed like he definitely can use some um, improvement on that end. And he also may have issues, I think with interior D linemen's and rushes. He, um, just didn't seem like he was picking up the the, the blocks as well uh, as he was playing. I forget who. I think they were playing Wisconsin or whatever the highlights I was looking at. I can't remember what team they were playing, but he didn't do pretty good in that particular. He didn't do as great, I should say, in that particular game. But um, I think he'll still be a decent pickup, and he'll actually join um, the likes of Ben Powers and the other guard, Tyre Phillips. I believe all of them will actually be competing to um, fill that spot that's voided since the retirement of Marshall Yonder. Now, according to CBSSports.com, they rated him a 59 Nine And this just simply is saying that he they just think that he's a backup, which was one of the things I think that I may have said he can be a decent backup. Yeah. So that was one of the things that they said that he, according to his score, that he uh, is a backup. They actually compared him to Joe Dale from the Detroit Lions. Don't know too much about him, but his playing style, they pretty much compared him to him. Also, I wanted to mention that in the past three years, he did start 38 games. Um 12 in 2017, 13 in 2018, and 13 in 2019. So we can see that he can stay on the field and keep himself healthy. But here are some of the strengths according to CBSSports.com. They basically said that he looks for work when he's uncovered, which is actually great. He's not just standing out there like a, you know, chicken with his head. Well, that'd be a little crazy, but <laughs> he's not just standing out there like a sitting duck. That's that's what I was looking for. Um he has great typical NFL guard frame. So like I said, 6'5", 315, so pretty good frame for an NFL guard. He maintains his width and balance on pass sets. Uh, he's a two-time team captain, which we know that he can lead. So that's a good thing as well. He was highly regarded by his teammates. Now, some weaknesses, below average initial quickness. So he's not as quick, like I said, those rushes. Um, or some D lineman that he may be going up against may have an advantage on him because he does not have the quickness to uh, withstand them um, or anchor his position. Um, He could also struggle with NFL rush counters. That was another weakness. And he also have or need some rush. um, He need the rush. I'm sorry. He needs some improvements, like I just said, with his anchor technique. So being able to hold his position and hold back these defensive linemen. So uh, my quick summary on him, I think he'll be a good addition to the Ravens, give us more depth at guard and um, allow more, uh, I guess, a little more competition at that particular uh, position, like I said, to fill since um, 
Marshall Yonda did recently retire. I'm not saying that he was horrible, but I believe that the Ravens can work him where they need him to be. So good luck to you, Mr. Ben Bredesen. Next on the list, defensive lineman Broderick Washington Jr. 6'2", 305 pounds. He played uh, at Texas Tech. Um, I was looking at some of his film and some of the things that I wrote down in my notes regarding Mr. Washington was he had great techniques, great awareness. He gets after the quarterback. He finishes plays. He expresses great strength and he may be quicker when he's upright versus at the four point stance. So not saying that it was a great difference, but sometimes when he had the four point stance versus just being straight upright, just rushing um the tackles and guards or whomever he was, you know, guarded against. Um, I thought he did a superb job and he also knew how to tackle, which is another thing that a lot of these players that they picked up on the defensive side, they do know how to make the right tackle. So, or know how to make, know how to wrap people up. You know how in the NFL, they just trying to grab them with one hand or either they just go after the player with the intent to just go Well, really, not really even trying to tackle the player. You know how some of them go and just pretty much try to swipe the ball out and not really play the play. I understand playing the ball, but you need to get the player down. And the Ravens suffered from over the years over a lot of missed tackles. According to CBS.com, CBS Sports, I'm sorry, .com, they graded him a 5.9 as well. Um, and they also say that he's a decent backup. But some interesting facts about him, he's also a two-time team captain. And they're comparing him to Andrew Billings from the Bengals. Once again, don't really know too much about Mr. Billings, but I'm guessing they're saying his playing style is similar to his now some of the strengths that they listed on their website uh, according to mr broderick uh washington they said that he was uh smart and instinctive his awareness of the ball carrier is pretty good he can press separate and set the edge inside which is awesome and he does not usually let blocks keep him centered he's very tough and strong which I agree with all of those weaknesses. His change of direction is average. He may not have the mass to withstand double teams and ability. He may not have the ability to rush the passer. Uh, his rushing of the passer is pretty limited. And let me touch on really quick uh, their second point of not being able to withstand double teams. In the NFL, you need to, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, being a D lineman, and it's hard. I understand, you know, when the Ravens played the Rams last year and just went to their house and, you know, ripped them a new one, um, they blocked for most of that uh, Aaron Donald. I believe they double teamed him, and he was not really an effect in the game at all. But, um I'm thinking the only time that teams will even double team you is if they see your value of uh, or if they yeah if they if, if they know that you're valuable to the other team and they know how damaging you can um, change the complexion of the game. So they'll, of course, double team you and try to slow you down as best as possible. So it's not too much that he can do about that. I get and I understand that. Um, 
But far as like the rushing the passer, which we had problems last year, we did a lot of blitzing. Good thing we brought in Patrick Queen. He's an awesome blitzer. But we do, of course, with the additions of of, uh, Wolf and the addition of Campbell, we want to be able to develop some defensive linemen because they are actually at the end of their careers pretty much. But we want to be able to develop some defensive linemen and be able to – have them, you know, ready, uh, especially since these guys are really on short term contracts, maybe a couple years or a year. I think Wolf is on a year and I think Calais Campbell may be on two years or something like that. So we need to be able to develop them so they can be ready to go and be able to slide into that position. So I think it's a good thing that we picked them up. Of course, him too gives the Ravens a lot of um depth at that position especially when we uh lost Bernard I'm sorry when we lost uh Michael Pierce we wasn't really I think this is his name if I'm not mistaken um shouldn't really be surprised about losing him just for the simple fact that we know that he was going to be gone once we brought in Calais Campbell and Wolf we pretty much know that his time with the Ravens was growing pretty short so that's my summation of Mr. Washington. Next on the list, I have wide receiver James Prochet. Awesome. Out of SMU, 5'11", 201 pounds. He actually is from Texas. Um, And when I was looking at his footage, I was just excited that we picked him up. He'll be a great addition to the Ravens alongside Hollywood Brown and Sneed and Boykin and Chris Moore and um, Mark Andrews and um, Nick Boyle and all these tight ends and receivers, but definitely in the receiver side, since he's a wide receiver, he definitely will be an awesome addition. Um, I put down in my notes that he knows how to go up and get the ball. He has great footwork, great footwork. I mean, even going back to the first point, knowing how to go up and get the ball. I mean, they were throwing the ball almost in double coverage or some triple coverage and some of that footage. I believe I linked the right footage in the sources, but he um, went up and got the ball. I I mean, this guy not even that big at all. And he went up and got the ball. He had great footwork. He knows how to block on rush plays. I was looking at how he was blocking on some rush plays and some of his um, highlights that I was looking at. He's definitely a deep threat. He knows how to run great deep routes, post routes. So he's just lightning fast. I mean, for the Ravens to be able to pick him up in the sixth round, I don't really know why at the 201st pick, I don't really know how he slipped through the Cracks. I mean, I could easily, to be honest, I could honestly easily see this guy in Kansas City, uh, especially with how fast he play. And he just fit the mode of how, you know, they they kind of like this um, team that just plays so fast. So I'm glad that the Ravens picked him up. Now, according to CBSSports.com, they rated him a 5.9. So they think he is a proverbial backup and a special teamer. I think he has the potential to start once he, I mean, I don't know if they think that he can, you know, of course everyone can use, you know, some help in areas, but maybe they think that he can be able to, you know, maybe they think that he can, you know, run better routes or whatever the case may be. But I think he's an awesome addition to the Ravens. Now some strengths that he had, he had, 209 receptions with SMU, 27 touchdowns over the, and these were over the past two years. Um, 
He also loves the 50-50 ball, as I said, throwing it in triple and double coverage and he coming down with the ball. Just great. I mean, I I still don't understand how he made those catches. He has a very good win rate on contested catches as well to complement what I just said with the 50-50 ball. So more than likely, you know that you can throw it deep. And even if he may be double covered, maybe with a corner and a safety over the top or something, we know that he could potentially come down with the ball because he's proven it at SMU. Uh, he has great ball skills and great instincts. And he's also able to make one-hand catches. I saw some one-hand catches that he made. We saw a great one-hand catch from Hollywood Brown. I believe last year in the AFC divisional against the Titans. So he'll be a great addition to the Ravens. Some weaknesses, he may be too reliant on the jump ball, which is not, you know, all that great all the time. Um, and he only had four 100 yard games in 2019. I guess with the speed that he produces, they would have expected him to have more. And he also, they said, may have some below average speed. I'm guessing they be talking, I guess they may be talking about a little bit down the field. I don't know, but the highlights that I saw, I thought that he was pretty fast and he's a great addition to the Ravens. So I'm glad the Ravens picked him up. I can't wait to see Prochet, Hollywood Brown, um, whomever else that we may pick up. It's been some speculation even with Antonio Brown. And let me just give my quick two cents on that before I go to this last pick. After I kind of thought about it, I think that Antonio Brown would be an awesome addition, of course, to the Ravens. He would love to stick it to his rival and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think he'll be a great addition. My only thing is, will Antonio Brown be more of a... Uh, Will he be a not to say that the Ravens locker room is like like need some type of 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 uh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Not to say that the Ravens locker room need <clears throat> excuse me, need some type of um <clears throat> not to say that the Ravens locker room needs some type of help when they need some type of uh uh, medicine or healing or whatever, but I don't know if he'll be a cancer to the locker room. That's my only thing with Antonio Brown. I don't know if he'll come in and actually mind his business or if he'll actually come in and, like I say, keep the off the field antics um, separate from you know the on his on the field game. Uh, I, I don't know. That's the only up in the air thing. And a caller on uh, CBS Sports Radio, when I was listening yesterday in the car, they made a good point. They said that he could basically, they could basically sign him to a one-year deal, um, maybe low money, low salary, and make it pretty much loaded with incentives. I mean, we know that he can make the yards, the catches, the touchdowns, and all of that loaded with incentives. And then that probably would actually position him to, you know, not only try harder, but um, to be the Antonio Brown of old. So I'm all for it if he can keep himself in check. So that's my two cents on that. And my last pick, or the last pick, I should say, at the seventh round, 219th pick, the Ravens selected safety Geno Stone out of Iowa. Um, they actually rated him, according to CBSSports.com, A-. But as I was looking at his... um. As I was looking at his tapes or highlights, um, I saw that he really does read and diagnose plays exceptionally well. He can make those um, open field tackles and he has decent speed. Now, some of the 
highlights that I was looking at, I looked at about three or four videos of his and maybe they wasn't trying to throw in his direction. I don't really know. But I didn't really see him do a lot and I wasn't really that amazed. His speed is okay to me. Um, and I guess it depends. Uh, I saw some plays where he was fast, like if they throw on a ball, like let's say if they throw on a screen play. I saw him completely diagnose that play and it's like, wow, he's lightning fast. But then some plays I saw that he was a little bit slower. So maybe he has kind of de deceptive speed. Maybe his speed seems in some cases fast, but in other cases slow. Uh, some of the... Um, I'm sorry, according to CBSSports.com, they actually rated him a 5.62, which is basically they think that he can make the practice squad and roster. And I can agree with them. Um, like I said, I wasn't blown away by the highlights that I've seen, but I think he will make a great addition, especially since we have um, – uh, goodness, why am I drawing a blank on the safety that we <laughs> – Exact uh um Earl Thomas, especially since we have Earl Thomas, um, we need more depth at that position. We know the Ravens, since we had Ed Reed, really haven't done well at the safety position. No pun intended to Eric Weddle. He did a really good job when he was with the Ravens, but he didn't really tackle like that whatsoever. Um we know we had Matt Elam and we know how that went. Uh so we need some more depth at this position, and who knows, he could pan out to be a really great safety. Uh, he's 5'10", 207 pounds. He's from PA, so not too far from Baltimore. Don't know what part of PA, but he's from PA. Some strengths that they said that he had, according to CBSSports.com, he has above-average body control, great instincts, light on his feet, and he keeps his eye on the quarterback as soon as the routes break. So, as I just said, with the uh, screen plays and stuff that they throw, he's really, really great um, in diagnosing those plays. Some of the weaknesses, uh, stubby build, short arms are not as strong, not as fast. He ran a 4.6 and 40, um, 4.6, I'm sorry, a 40 and 4.6 seconds. Um, he's inconsistent in the red zone. And he lacks ability to make plays at times. So I think he can be developed, especially come on the team, learn from one of the great safeties in, um, Earl Thomas, and I think he'll be just fine. So let me just recap this really quick because I'm coming up on the end of the episode. Uh, just recap all of the draft picks for the Ravens, and you can catch all these episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts. I think it start at episode number 45 up to now, episode number 48. Uh, so for the first round, 28th pick, the Ravens selected Patrick Queen, followed by the second round, 55th pick, and J.K. Dobbins. Third round, they had four picks in the third round. 71st pick, Justin Matabuke, 92nd pick, Devin DuVernay, 98th pick, Malik Harrison, and 106 sixth pick Tyre Phillips in the fourth round they had 143rd pick in guard Ben Bredesen in the fifth round 170th pick Broderick Washington sixth round 201st pick in James Prochet and in the seventh round and final round uh, they had 209 at the 219th 19th pick Gino Stone so you can check all these episodes out as I said um on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify as well. I'm slowly getting back out to the other one. Since I'm on a new hosting site, I kind of tried to put it on Stitcher and different ones. So I'm waiting to hear back from them um, to approve that. But uh, before I end this episode, I have to go into some of the breaking news. They're talking about Pat Mahomes and him signing this lucrative deal um, or them picking up his fifth round option and him, of course, becoming or 
we're waiting for them to sign his extension and all that and for him to become the highest paying player in the NFL. Um, and they were talking about, do he receive, do, do he, um, should he, should they pay him down and all this? And I was in the middle because the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, without Pat Mahomes, of course, would be nothing. Um, of course, they have great um, Tyreek Hill and they have, um, goodness, Travis uh, Kelsey as well. So, you know, besides them, um, I don't know. I don't know where they would be, but he definitely deserves his money. And I'll say he deserved, you know, 40 some odd million. But my thing is as well, will they still be relevant or will they still be contenders if they give him all this money and, you know, if they can't sign anyone else? I know they're having cap issues now and I know they kind of cut some people. I believe they cut their punter and they kind of restructured some deals and all of that. But I don't know. I have no clue um, exactly how this will go. And I'm waiting just like you all are as well to see what they'll sign his extension to, how much he'll sign for. Um, and I know that he'll sign for a pretty good penny. Um, it's just whether or not they can put talent around him. Um, they putting him already in the penthouse of Brady. And I told you that I don't think he's in the penthouse just yet. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he won an MVP his first year in the league. Yeah, I mean, his stats is non-negotiable. He deserves the money. However, um, I just say continue to let him build because that could have been he. I mean, what if he only is good for about another two or three years and then after that he start to fizzle out or what if Lamar Jackson or or um Deshaun Watson kind of surpass him and be like wow like we never even gave them a chance you know we said this with Jackson and his running he run too much he can't throw the ball as well we say with with Watson his coaching down there and blah 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 so you never know what happened uh, but of course is it looking like he's the face of the NFL alongside Lamar Jackson and others I agree so that's just my two cents on uh, that. Also, I just want to say um, I have a YouTube page as well. Same thing, Sports Chat with DJ. You can go on there and subscribe. Um, I'll just be giving some little snippets of some shows on there to um, for those that have not you know, listen to my podcast or whatever. So I'll be giving some snippets of shows. Of course, I'll be discussing stuff like I just said with the Pat Mahomes and just different stuff like that. So um, I'm still kind of developing exactly what I want to do on the channel, uh, but definitely go and support and subscribe. But anyway, I thank you all for joining me on this 48th episode of Sports Chat with yours truly. I hope you enjoyed this whole breakdown of the Ravens 2020 draft. I enjoyed it. I had a pretty good time. Um, but just make sure you go back and check out the other episodes where I cover all of the draft in its entirety. So once again, thank you all for joining me on this 48th episode of Sports Chat, and we will talk soon. Peace out.